Welcome to the I Can and I Will podcast. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Brielle. I'm happy to have you here. My podcast is all about different fitness and nutrition topics. And if you're not new here, thank you so much for returning back for another episode. I'm happy to have you guys for this one. So this one is going to be part two of my series on different fitness myths in, well, the fitness industry. So today I'm going to have covering five different topics. So the topics I'll be covering are, the first one is carbs are bad for you. Second, eating late at night is bad for you. High reps and lower weight is the best way to get toned. Fat can turn into muscle and muscle into fat. And you have to work out or do cardio or some type of exercise in order to lose weight. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. I'm going to be debunking each of these topics. Hello and welcome back. I hope you guys are all having a great start to your week. If you're listening to this on Monday when this goes live and I hope you're just having a great day so far. Today is Sunday for me. It's around 4.30. I'm sitting down here. I just made a bunch of notes for this episode, which I'm excited to chat with you guys about. I feel like there's some really good topics in this one that a lot of people believe to be true. And I get it. I was one of those people, you know, I used to believe a lot of these things were true. I used to believe that carbs were bad for you. I thought that they would make you gain weight. Um, And that's why I'm really excited to be able to debunk these topics for you guys and hopefully shed some light on different um, topics that you may have believed. And hopefully after this episode, you will feel confident in eating carbs and um, you'll know a little bit more about what it takes to actually quote unquote tone your body. So let's jump in. The first topic we're going to be talking about is if carbs are bad for you. So first off, let's talk about what are carbs, because I think a lot of people aren't really familiar with what carbs are. They say that they don't eat carbs, yet they're eating things like fruit and vegetables and things like that, which are in fact carbs. So carbs are basically either simple carbs or complex carbs. And then there's also fiber, which is a carb. So before you even like go saying, you know, there's good carbs, there's bad carbs, there are not. And this is something I want to dive more in depth on. I'm actually thinking that this week's newsletter will be about that. I want to talk about good, quote unquote, good and bad foods, because there are no good and bad foods. Food is just food. And when we start saying that food is bad for us, we are giving it emotional control and power over us. And once we say that like something's bad or whatever, we can't have it. We just want it more. And now we create create a really unhealthy relationship with food and relationship with carbs in general when we start saying that. So there are carb sources that are going to provide you with more nutritional value than others. Yes, 100%, you know, positive. Eating, you know, fruit versus eating a cookie, that's not going to provide you the same amount of nutritional value. However, it could provide you the same amount of energy, aka calories. So it does depend on, you know, like what you're eating and also what your goals are. But anytime I, you know, you guys know I promote flexible dieting, I promote tracking your macros, which is flexible dieting. Um, But I also promote eating for general overall health. I do have my degree in nutrition, so I'm a very, very big proponent on making sure you're eating healthy, you're eating a good amount of complex carbohydrates, fruit, vegetables, like all these things that are really important. However, I feel like I'm kind of getting off on a tangent. I just kind of wanted to really like give a background as far as what are carbs, because I think a lot of people like are kind of confused. And when they see the term carbs, they immediately think of bread, pasta, cereal, potatoes, things like that, more like the starchy white quote unquote, white carbs. If you guys know what I'm talking about, there's even a diet like out there called like don't eat white food. And that's 
BS. That's absolutely crazy. There's a lot of nutritional value in white foods. Um, if you think about cauliflower and potatoes, there's a lot of value or like nutritional nutrients in those foods. So don't ever believe that diet. Um, but so a lot of people believe that carbs are bad for you because they think that, um, if you go on a low carb diet that you lose weight. And this is because a lot of people that do go on a low carb diet do lose weight, but let's back up and go back to how do we lose weight again? You guys have heard me talk about this a bunch. If you're a frequent listener of my podcast, in order to lose weight, we need to be in a caloric deficit, meaning we need to be consuming less calories than we are burning. So if we're on a low carb diet, that means we have cut out a lot of higher carb uh, you know, food sources, which means we've cut out a lot of high calorically dense foods, things like think about like chips, um, and think about like soda and things that are like candies and cookies and processed things like that, that are a lot higher in, in calories. No, they're not quote unquote bad for you. Anything in too much amount can be bad for you, right? So yes, eating cookies and soda and all that, it can be bad for you if you have too much of it. But if you're having just a little bit here and there in moderation, it's not bad for you. So the reason people believe that carbs are bad for you is because they think if you go on a low carb diet, you're going to lose weight. The reason that the people lose weight that are on low carb diets is because they've cut out high calorie foods. They've cut out, like I mentioned, those chips, all those things that are just mentioned that are high, high, high calories, but they've also cut out, you know, all carbs. And so they think that because they cut out carbs in general, right, they've cut out all carbs that, oh, it must be carbs that are making me, you know, gain weight or carbs that cause me to not be able to lose weight. No, it's, it's eating in a caloric deficit. So just like I've talked about in the past with keto, you can lose weight doing keto. And the reason a lot of people lose weight doing keto is because they've cut out a lot of those processed foods. Um, but you can also gain weight doing keto. You can eat way too much fat and way too much of the other types of foods and just make it unhealthy. So now that we've kind of got that out there, right? The reason that people are doing that lose weight doing low carb diets is because they're in a caloric deficit. So you can easily easily be in a caloric deficit with still eating carbs. You can still eat a little bit of, you know, processed foods and stuff in moderation, but as long as you're in that caloric deficit, I don't know about you guys, but I love cookies. I love sweets. Like I love chocolate rice cakes. I love all those things, right? Well, if I'm doing a very low carb diet, I can't have that. And you know what that makes me want to do? It makes me want it more. And so then you end up, you know, breaking your diet and then you binge on it. So why even go down that route? Why even allow yourself to feel restricted when you can just have things in moderation and make sure you're in that calorie deficit? So last thing I want to mention about this, about carbs being bad for you is that there's been a lot of studies, a lot of research to back this up that that's not true. So research has shown that after one year, you know, of people following a low carb diet and then people just following a diet that is decreased in calories, again, meaning they're in that caloric deficit, it shows that the weight loss levels are the same regardless if they're in that low carb diet or not. So this goes back to what do you think that you can adhere to? If you can adhere to a low carb diet, which I highly doubt because who doesn't like carbs, right? I mean, that means you can't have chocolate. I love chocolate. So if you can adhere to those things and you can actually like be in a calorie deficit, yes, you will lose weight. But I also want to point out if you are cutting out carbs, right, in general, you're now cutting out your fruits and your vegetables. And if you're not cutting that out, then technically you're not in a low carb diet, which a lot of people don't realize. They just cut out things like, 
breads and pastas and they think they're doing low carbs. That's not necessarily true. But once we start cutting out more complex carbohydrates and more of these carbs that are actually really good for our body, we are missing out on a lot of nutrients. So there's a lot of vitamins and minerals in different carb sources that we wouldn't be getting in different types of foods. And also there's a lot of, you know, grains that are actually enriched with nutrients. So a lot of different cereals these days are enriched. Um, a lot of different types of of more carb grain sources have extra vitamins and extra nutrients in it. So if we cut that out, we are missing out on some nutrients and some vitamins that are really important for our health. So do not believe carbs are not the enemy. They're not bad for you. We do need carbs. I know I said last point, but I actually thought of another point that I wanted to make sure I touch on because it's a really big point. Carbs provide us with energy. Carbs provide us with fuel for our body. Our body mainly runs off of glucose for energy, which carbs are broken down into glucose. Um, so AKA we need to be eating carbs for us to function properly. If you've ever felt foggy brained or like confused and really low energy, and especially like the middle of the day happens and you kind of crash and you just like, don't understand why you feel like really weird in your head. It's probably because you haven't had enough carbs. It's probably because your body's running through and burning through all the carbs they've already had. And now you're really low carbs and your body's like, uh, I need more glucose. I need to send glucose to my brain. Like I need to function. And so you do need carbs in your diet. And if you have goals, fitness goals, which I'm, I'm sure most of you guys do, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do have fitness goals. And so if you have goals of gaining muscle, if you have goals of losing body fat, even, you know, or a little bit of both, right? You need to be eating enough carbs in order to fuel your workouts and in order to fuel your recovery. So it is really important to make sure that we're eating enough for our body to be able to utilize this food in different ways that we need for energy, for recovery, for overall health. Okay. Let's move on now. All right. Number two is talking about eating late at night is bad for you. This one is one I've heard a lot and I've heard this a lot, especially with people that are really into intermittent fasting, which if you guys haven't listened to that podcast, I have an entire podcast all about intermittent fasting. I can't remember the number right now, but just scroll back through um, my episode list and you'll be able to see it. I talk about if it's good or not and who it might be for. Um, but a lot of people that, you know, got onto this trend of intermittent fasting, you know, they say that they stop eating around like 8 p.m. The general like time frame of eating is like noon to eight or around there. So meaning you stop eating before it gets late at night. And so a lot of people are like, well, eating late at night is bad for you. Eating late at night, it's going to cause you to gain weight. People also think that because you're eating and then just going to lay down and go to sleep and not actually quote unquote utilizing your carbs or, or not just carbs. I have carbs on my brain since we just talked about that. Utilizing food, they think because you're just going to lay down, you're not actually doing any exercise activity, walking around, you know, anything that you're just, that that food is going to just turn into fat since you're not using it. And that's not how our body works. Okay. We're not just going to turn in food into fat. Our body will store that as energy, but it's not going to store as fat, right? I mean, it, we'd have to be like quote unquote sleeping or quote unquote like fasting for a really, really long time in order for, and not doing literally anything for our body to start to store that as fat, sleeping eight hours, even 10 hours or whatever. It's not going to cause you to wake up and all of a sudden you've gained fat because you didn't use the food. That's not how our body works. Our body doesn't really even 
know what time it is, right? Our body is, I like to think of our body as a machine, right? And our body runs off of things that we put into it, right? Just kind of like a machine does, right? And it can get broken down, um, but a machine doesn't know what time it is, right? It just keeps going until it tells you not to go, right? Same with our body. Our body doesn't know what time we're eating. Our body's not going to be like, oh, it's 10 p.m. Let me store this as fat. (laughs) Our body doesn't work that way, okay? So now that we have that, like, settled. Okay. Just because you're eating late at night, it's not going to cause you to gain weight. Um, again, your body doesn't know what time it is. So as long as you're eating within your calories, so like, let's say you do eat late at night. Let's say you're a snacker. You like to eat late at night. Dinner's done. You're sitting on the couch and you want to eat some food. Fine. Right. But as long as you're eating within your calorie, you know, goals for the day, you're not going to gain weight. The reason a lot of people believe this also to be true is that because a lot of times once we do eat late at night, we are more in that snacky mindset, right? We're, we're, we want more food that's not necessarily as good for us, right? We want food that sounds like a treat, something we can sit on the couch and eat and that will be yummy, right? So we tend to go towards, you know, food sources that are more calorically dense. So whether that is, you know, things like candies and like processed foods and things like that. Not that this stuff is bad. Again, there is no bad food, but it can be higher in calories. So if you're eating, if you are eating late at night and you are a snacker and you're snacking on higher calorie foods, yes, you can gain weight, but you could gain weight if you're doing that in the middle of the day. Again, your body doesn't know what time it is. So as long as you are eating within your total calories. So as long as you are, let's say, you know, you're a nighttime snacker. I like to snack at night. Um, and I, I just always have, I'd like to have food at night. So what I do is I pre-plan snacks for nighttime. Like I will pre-plan, pre-plan hundred calorie popcorn bags that I really like. I'll plan one of those. Um, and I'll plan like a Clio bar. That's been like my recent obsession. It's like a frozen Greek yogurt bar that's like covered in chocolate. It's super good. Um, side note, I'm probably gonna have one later tonight anyways. So I will, I know myself, I know that I want to snack at night. And so I allocate some calories in order to do that. If I don't allocate calories to do that and I still snack, then I am going over on calories. So then yes, I could potentially gain weight. So again, if you know you're a nighttime snacker, allocate snacks for nighttime, allocate your calories for that, and you'll be totally fine. It doesn't matter what time you eat. If you want to eat at 1am, go for it. I don't think you necessarily need to eat at 1am, but again, think about people who work night shifts, right? So let's say night shift nurses, which I have a couple. If you're working late at night or yeah, if you're working at night, you're going to need to eat because technically that's your, your window of being awake because you're sleeping during the day. Do you think that that means that they're gaining weight? No, that's not how our body works. Again, our body just functions with what we're putting into it, right? So I think that that's everything I wanted to cover on that one. So let's move on to number three. This one is one I'm actually really excited to talk about because this is one that I get, you know, so many people that talk to me about this, right? Whenever I hop on a call with potential clients, they tell me I want to get toned, right? I think every female thinks they want to get toned, but in reality, toned, our muscles don't get toned. We think that that means, you know, once we hear the word tone, that means, oh, we have a little bit of muscle showing and we're nice, like our muscles are tight and firm and, and we don't have, you know, saggy skin or whatever it is, right? That's not what being toned means. Our muscles do not, uh, firm up. They do not tone up. What our muscles do is they either shrink or they grow. 
and that is it, right? Our muscles do not tone and firm. They don't get like harder, right? You can look harder by being at a lower body fat and by having more muscle. So in order to have that quote unquote toned look that a lot of women want, it just means that you need to actually have some muscle on your body. You need to be able to see that muscle because if you don't have any muscle, you're going to look, you know, stick straight. And trust me, I was there when I started my fitness journey. Go back to episode number two. If you haven't listened to that one, I talked all about how I started with just like body weight circuits and stuff. And I got super, super tiny, but I was just like skin and bones and stick straight. And I had no muscle on me. I had no booty. My arms were just tiny, right? I didn't have any definition. And that's because I didn't have muscle because I didn't do any sort of strength training. And I also was not eating enough in order to build muscle. So in order to have that toned look, we need to be able to have muscle on our body. But not only that, we need to be at a low enough body fat percentage. If we're not at a low enough body fat percentage, we now have a layer of fat covering our muscles, which we're going to have no matter what. And fat is good. We do need some body fat. Fat has a lot of really good functions for our body, right? It protects our organs. It helps to keep us warm. It helps with our hormones. There's so much that fat actually is really helpful for. So it is very essential to have fat on our body. And I could do a whole different, like maybe podcast talking about like body fat percent um, and, and just talking about body fat in general. I think that that would be a good episode. Um, so let me know if you guys would be interested in that. Shoot me like a message on Instagram, a DM um, or something. Um, but Let's get back to this. Now I kind of lost my topic. What was I saying? In order to just be toned, we have to be at a low enough body fat percentage to be able to see that muscle. So the word toned, let's just like, I hate it. Let's throw it out of our vocabulary. Let's not use it. I don't like that word. Okay. It's not true. And a lot of people will use that word because they think it's, it's like a marketing tool, right? It's like, oh, want to get toned? Want to get firm? <laughs> I don't know. I'm talking in a silly voice, but <laughs> you know what I mean? You guys know when you've heard like a info commercial or whatever, and it's, or an ad somewhere. And it's like, want to get toned? Eat this or do this exercise. And it's this like booty band thing, but it's just like a band and it's like, they're hardly doing anything, right? It's marketing. It's total marketing because they know that women think they want to be toned. And if they don't, they don't want to put build muscle because then women think, oh no, I'm going to get bulky. But if you guys listen to my you know, previous episode, you know that that's not possible. We don't get bulky. Okay. We are going to gain some muscle and have definition and quote unquote, get toned. So now let's go into the high rep component. Cause now that we talked about toned. Um, a lot of people believe that you have to do high reps and low weight, and that's the best way to get toned. So that way you don't get bulky. So again, we don't get bulky, right? In order to be toned, we need to have muscle on our body. So let's talk about how we build muscle. Building muscle is also known as hypertrophy. So that means that we are training in order to build muscle. There are different goals that you can have with training, right? You can have endurance training. You can have strength training, performance training. You can have hypertrophy, right? There's more, but that's just a general overview. So hypertrophy is mainly where most of us are going to want to be because we're going to want to build some muscle. We don't necessarily care about lifting the heaviest weight ever and having a high one rep max, right? That's not necessarily, that's not going to help you necessarily with your aesthetic goals. Okay. Yes, it can help you be strong, but that won't help you with, you know, aesthetic goals, like I mentioned. So 
in order to build muscle, we need to be in that hypertrophy range. And most of the time being in that hypertrophy range is around eight to 12 reps. Okay. It's not doing 20, 30, whatever reps. Okay. It's not like taking five pound dumbbells and doing like 20 reps. I'm like, "Ah, I'm done. No, that is not being hypertrophy. But in order to build muscle, we need to be breaking down our muscle tissue, meaning we need to be placing enough stress on our muscle in order for it to start being broken down. And we are building muscle in our recovery phase. So when we're not working out, when we're not training, when we're sleeping after the gym, whatever, that's when we're starting to build muscle. When we're in the gym, or even if you're working out at home, we're breaking down muscle tissue and that's getting us set up to build it, right? So in order to break it down, which is what we want, because that's how we build muscle, we really need to have enough stress on it. We're not going to have enough stress on it if we're doing 20 plus reps, because chances are you're not fatiguing your muscle. You're not really putting that tension on your muscle, right? So this is why you will hear a lot of people, um, talk about, or people that know more about what hypertrophy actually is staying in that eight to 12 rep range. And I generally stay in that range too. There will be some times where there will be more, um, like up to 15 reps, occasionally 20, but I really only do that on like certain banded stuff. Um, so it's, it's very rare, but you can make any rep range be successful. And by that, I want to talk about RPE. And I talked about this, I think it was in the last episode. RPE is just your ratings of perceived exertion. So it's how intense you're really working out. So once we get to, let's say we're, we're shooting for 12 reps, it doesn't mean we get to 12 and we could, we just like stopped. We, we were going through the motions. We just stopped. It's not that hard. We probably could have done like five more or whatever. No, that's not going to put you in that hypertrophy range because you're not pushing yourself enough. You need to get to 12 and only be able to do like one or two more and that's it. So you should be fatigued and exhausting yourself when you're getting to the end of your sets. So it's not going through the motions and doing high reps and doing low weight and like going around and like hardly pushing yourself. No, if you really want to look toned, Again, I hate that word, but I'm using it because you guys know what I mean. If you want to look good and you want to have lean muscle and definition and like a nice core, nice booty, nice arms, whatever, you need to be pushing yourself and you need to be lifting weights. You need to build some muscle. And then again, be in a low enough body fat percentage. In order to do that, you really need to be paying attention to your nutrition, making sure you're in a caloric deficit. However, if you're in a caloric deficit, you really can't build muscle um, just because you need to be eating in a slight surplus in order to build muscle or even at maintenance, you can still kind of build muscle, but not really in a deficit. So This is why you kind of almost sometimes have to pick and choose if you want to build muscle or if you want to lose fat, because it's not necessarily going to simultaneously happen at once. And that leads us into the next topic, which is fat can turn into muscle and muscle into fat. Um, That's not true. So like I just said, you kind of have to choose one or the other if you want to build muscle or if you want to lose fat. And the reason for that is because fat can't just turn into muscle. You can't just start working out and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my fat turned into muscle and now here I am. No, this is because it is literally impossible because there are two completely different types of body tissue, right? There's muscle tissue, there's fat tissue, there's not muscle fat tissue. It is, it is separate muscle and fat. Okay. So we can either increase or decrease these tissues, right? So we can either build muscle or lose muscle. Losing muscle is known as atrophy. That's the term that is used. Um, And we can either decrease or increase our fat 
right? So it's easy, you know, we can gain fat. We can also lose fat, but just because we're losing fat doesn't mean that we're building muscle. Okay. It is two separate things. So don't get those confused. You can't just turn one into the other. So we can't just, you know, turn fat into muscle now that we've started working out. A lot of people though, if you are newer to lifting weights or just newer to working out, you do have what's called kind of almost like the newbie gain period, where it's a little bit easier to kind of almost do both at once, just because your, your body has so much new stimulus that it doesn't like, it's never been used to doing this before. So it really starts to change really quickly, right? It hasn't adapted to what you're doing yet. So that is really helpful. If you are starting out, you kind of almost have an advantage to be able to do both. Your body will just start like being really happy basically with what you're doing and will start to change quicker. But again, we cannot just choose to do like both. We can't say, I want to lose, lose fat and build muscle, but having more muscle on our body does help us lose fat because muscle is more metabolically active, meaning that muscle burns more calories, just like being on our body. So if we're just sitting here, like I am right now, just sitting here talking to you guys, doing a podcast, I'm, I'm burning more calories right now than I would be if I didn't have any muscle on me. And that's simply just because that muscle tissue is metabolically active. It burns calories. Fat tissue does not do that. Fat tissue is not going to be burning calories with it on our body. So yes, it does help to have more muscle on your body because it can help you lose some fat, but it does not turn that fat into muscle. So just so we have that straight. So now let's talk about muscle into fat. You guys already know that this isn't true because again, they're two different types of, of body tissues. However, a lot of people think that once you stop working out, or let's say you have a few weeks off, let's say even just a week, you're on vacation and you're not going to work out. You don't have access to a gym, whatever. You're not working out. Fine. That's okay. A lot of people think that, oh no, my muscles turning into fat, whatever. That doesn't happen. Or if you, let's say maybe you were injured or you had a surgery and now you've had to take a month, two months, three months, whatever off of the gym, your muscle is not turning into fat. You could be losing some muscle. And if you're taking three months off the gym, chances are you're losing some muscle. You're going to lose some, okay? Your, your muscle will atrophy slightly. However, there is this thing called muscle memory. So once you do start working out again and lifting weights again, your body's gonna remember what the stimulus is and will start to build that muscle back a little bit quicker. So we cannot just turn that muscle into fat by not working out. What can happen is, again, we decrease our muscle because there's muscle, muscle atrophy if we're not using it. And our body composition can change, meaning we could be increasing our body fat and therefore we think we're, our muscles changing to body fat, but it's not. It just means that our body composition has changed, which our body composition kind of is, is made up of a lot of different things, but mainly body fat to muscle, right? And this is where we get like body fat percentage and all that, which again, I'll go into a different um, podcast about, but so our body, like once we're losing muscle, it's not just going to turn to fat. The, that tissue just, just shrinks. Okay. And now chances are, since we have less muscle on our body, we're not burning as many calories throughout the day. We're not also exercising AKA. So we're not burning as many calories. So chances are, if we're eating the same as we were when we were working out, we are going to gain some weight, meaning we are going to gain some body fat because now we are in a caloric surplus, meaning we are eating more calories than we are burning again, because we're not doing any exercise or if we are, it's not the same amount or same stimulus as it was before. So this is when you could be 
built, you know, gaining some fat. And at that point, your body composition will change. So you will look like you don't have as much muscle. And that's just because we have a thicker layer of fat surrounding our muscle. Again, like I was talking about earlier, in order to have definition, we need to be at a low enough body fat percentage, meaning that we need to be having a lower or like a smaller layer of fat around our muscles in order to see it. So just because you've gained some fat does not mean you've lost all your muscle. And if you take a week or two off, whatever, you're not going to lose all your muscle. You're not going to get fat. If you just adjust your calories and your, um, you know, you're okay. Even if you don't for a week or two, if you're on vacation, it's not a big deal. You'll be fine once you get back into the swing of things. Okay. Let's talk about the last topic. This is the fifth one for today, um, which is the 10th overall. This is, I think this will be my last episode of this like mini series. I don't think I'll be doing another one unless you guys have more topics that you would like me to cover as far as like a myth debunking type of thing. But I do have more episodes that I'm, you know, thinking about doing, like I just mentioned about body fat percentage. I think that'd be a good one. Even body fat versus BMI, I think would be helpful to talk about. Um, and just some other topics as well, but let's get into number five. You have to work out or do cardio or some form of exercise in order to lose weight. A lot of people think this is true. So they're like, Hey, I have a goal of losing weight. Um, but I don't like working out or I don't have a time to work out, which I'm going to say right here, pretty much everybody has a time to work out. Okay. I have clients who have kids who have a full-time job and they're married, right? So they've got a lot going on and they still find the time to work out. So yes, you do have time to work out. And if you make it a priority, you will make the time. So again, you will make the time if it is a priority to you. So that's an excuse. I don't want anybody here. You know, if you're listening to this right now, don't go telling people you don't have time to work out. You know, don't tell yourself biggest thing. Don't tell yourself to don't let yourself cop out, right? Don't let yourself be like, Oh, I don't have time to work out today. It's okay. No, make the time. If you, if you really want it it, and it's a priority to you, you'll make the time. But again, it can happen, you know, if one day you're a little bit busier, just swap your rest days. That's not really what I want to talk about, but a little side tangent there. So if you don't want to work out, let's just say, or let's say that you are injured and you can't work out, but you still want to lose weight, you can still lose weight. You do not need to be doing any type of exercise, physical activity at all. However, again, I do promote physical activity, one, for your overall health, your cardiovascular health. It's very important to make sure that you are getting your heart rate up and you are really, you know, exercising in order to get some benefits from that, right? Just for overall health. But if we have goals of building muscle, you know, looking leaner, whatever, you know, we need to be working out. We need to be strength training in order to build muscle and in order to really see more changes with our body. Because again, if we just lose weight and we don't have any muscle on us, we're just going to look skinny and stick in bones. Okay. But it is a hundred percent. You're able to lose weight without working out. And I want to actually use an example of this because I want to prove this to you guys. Um, my dad came to me maybe a year and a half ago when he started this. Um, and he told me, he's like, I see that you use my fitness pal and I see you tracking stuff and, and you look great. Can you help me? Like, I, I know you know what you're talking about, right? This was before I was doing a lot of my coaching. I was doing a little bit, but he told me, he's like, my big thing is I don't want to give up ice cream and I don't want to work out. Um, I, I, he runs his own business. He's very, very busy. Um, and he just didn't really want to you know, have the pressure to work out. And so, you know, of course I was like, I really do think it'd be good for you to get in some physical activity every now and then. And so he would, you know, kind of every now and then, but 
maybe once a month, like nothing serious. Okay. Since then he's gotten to be a little bit more, but just in this time frame of him having a goal of losing weight and also eating, you know, ice cream every single night, I was able to help him lose 20, maybe even lost 25 pounds just from watching his calories. You know, he was able to make sure he was in that calorie deficit. He allocated calories for nighttime when he wanted his ice cream. He already allocated it in the beginning of the the day. He pre-tracked his ice cream so he knew he could have it later. And at the end of the day, he was in a calorie deficit and he lost weight. So you do not necessarily need to exercise in order to lose weight. Again, this goes back to how do we lose weight? We need to be in a calorie deficit in order to ensure that we are losing weight. Now, every once in a while, there are different things that can play um, with if we are actually losing weight in a calorie deficit. And that's, I'm going to probably do a whole different podcast on this um, because there are different things. You know, if we have different inflammation in our body or we have gut issues, hormone issues, just basically something where our body is not functionally functioning optimally, even if we are in a calorie deficit, sometimes we won't lose weight. Um, and I do have a client that was like this for a little while where um, we had her in a calorie deficit and she wasn't losing weight. We, um, had to have her like have some different tests done and see what was going on with her hormones and her gut come to find out. We found out that she was intolerant to certain foods and we had to cut out some food groups and kind of adjust her macros. And now she's starting to lose weight again. So just so you guys know, like there are different things that go into effect. So that's why sometimes it can be helpful to have a coach. If you, if you really truly are in a calorie deficit and you're not seeing results, there's something further going on. So I did just want to mention that. Um, but that's everything I wanted to cover in this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. (laughs) I hope you are going to enjoy some carbs, maybe carbs late at night, right? If you want to, as long as you're allocating calories, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, and that you realize you don't need to do high reps and low weight in order to get quote unquote toned. Okay. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to wrap this up and now it's what around like 5 PM. I think I'm going to go make some dinner, enjoy the rest of my evening, and I will see you guys in next week's episode. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do so. So you're notified every time I post a new episode. And if you haven't yet given it a rating and review, I would greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to screenshot this and tag me on your Instagram stories. I always love it sharing that you guys are listening. And if you did find this podcast really helpful, I would super appreciate it if you would share it with a friend who you think would also find it helpful. It will help me just spread my message to more people. So on that note, I'm going to leave you guys. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day and I'll see you next week. (music)